You're listening to Leading and Learning. This is the place where we talk about practical leadership, theology, fitness, how to create winning habits, and so much more. My name is David Spell, and I'm a retired police officer, a pastor, a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on leading and learning is to help you live your best life. Thanks so much for joining us today. Welcome back to Leading and Learning. This is episode number 244, Why a Star? So I'm recording this episode at the end of November, and, you know, so many people have already kind of moved past Thanksgiving. We actually celebrate Thanksgiving in a couple of days, but so many people have moved past Thanksgiving and are already, you know, moving into the Christmas season and decorating and all that stuff, and that's fine. You know, in one of the uh, the most popular blog posts that I've ever written has to do with why people put a star on top of their Christmas tree. I mean, there's think about it. There's a lot of toppers people put on trees. I've seen, um, aside from stars, I've seen angels. I've seen um, Santa hats, you know, the, kind of the red and white hat with a furry ball on the end. I've seen, um, I, I live in Georgia. I mean, University of Georgia. I've seen bulldogs on top of Christmas trees. I've seen other animals on top of trees. I've even seen dinosaurs put on top of Christmas trees. So obviously there's a lot of different things that we can decorate our Christmas tree with, top it off with. But by far, the most popular uh, decoration, the most popular topper for a Christmas tree is a star. Um, And in so many cases, these have a light inside of them. You can, you know, light it up and shines brightly, and it complements the other lights on the Christmas tree. And, you know, a lot of people will display a star on their Christmas tree, but it's also probably safe to assume that so many people, and especially children, probably have no idea what that star represents. And I feel like that's true because every year I have literally hundreds and hundreds of clicks on this article on my site, people wondering what the star actually means. So we're going to kind of talk about that today. And you know, this Christmas would be a great time to to explain, uh, well obviously to yourself, to educate yourself if you're not sure, but also for your children, to tell them what that means. Um, As they get older, you know, Christmas and memories and traditions... um, really are so important. Uh, my kids are both grown now, but they still talk about the the memories and the traditions that we created over the years. And these are things that children, as they grow into adults, they carry with them into their own families. And what what better tradition to reinforce than understanding, um, you know, why we decorate our tree the way we do, why we uh, celebrate Christmas the way we do, and why we put a star on top of our Christmas tree. All right, well, don't go away. We're going to be right back, and we're going to jump into talking about what the star on top of your Christmas tree represents. But before we do that, I want to let you know what this week's resource highlight is. And this week's resource highlight is actually nine of my books. 
these are books that, that I published on, published on my own through Amazon, and I have gone in and slashed the prices. This is a true Black Friday sale. Um, the link is in the show notes. You can click, it list all nine of the books. If you'll click on the link on the book, it'll take you to Amazon. You can, um, you know, read a little bit about the book, see if it's something you'd be interested in. Um, and this is mainly the, uh, the 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 paperback version. I, w- I was able to lower the prices on some of the eBooks, but I don't have a whole lot of wiggle room there because of Amazon. But uh, but I was able to slash the prices pretty dang good, twenty and thirty percent. Uh, on most of them, and uh, you know, so um, really, I wanted to just make the the resources available to you. So there's a, there's a leadership book. There's several biblical studies books, but also my exciting fiction series. So if you haven't checked these out, make sure you do. There's no better time to buy. The prices are great, and uh, you know they will be going back up soon. So make sure you check that out and uh, you know get get something for everybody on your list. Everybody needs a new book as they start the new year. Well, all right, we're back. Um, so we're talking about the star. You know the the Christmas story is found in two different books in the New Testament. You know, in the New Testament, there's four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Well, Matthew and Luke are the two Gospels that give us um, kind of the birth story of Jesus. And they both do it a little bit differently. Luke's is, is much longer and much more extensive, but it's in Matthew's story that we find out about the star. Listen to what Matthew 2 Chapter 2, verses 1 and 2 says, After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi came from the east to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. Now the first question to to, to ask about is is these magi who are they? Um, it's it, it's pretty much understood based on scholarship that these guys came from Babylon, and um, to say that they're astrologers is a little bit too simplistic. They would also have been astronomers. They would have been considered wise men. Um, they might have even been doctors, but they were they were highly educated. They knew how to read the stars. And they had seen something in the sky that they said was a star, and it had gotten their attention and had pointed them to the area of Palestine. Now think about it. From Babylon to uh, Jerusalem, which was their their travels, that's a long trip. Um, You know, riding across the desert, um, a camel caravan, that's a, a long, long trip, but that was where they were directed to. And... So they saw the star, it led them there, and then, as we said, these are scholars, so they gained access um, to to the Jewish literature. They possibly maybe went to a synagogue in, in the area and asked to, uh, the, the, the priest or the synagogue leader to let them look at these things, and so they studied the words of the prophets, and they understood that the star was announcing the birth of a king. So they, they made their trip to Jerusalem. It probably took, you know, a month or two to get to Jerusalem from Babylon. And the first place they went, of course, was to the palace. They checked in with King Herod, thinking that maybe an heir had been born to King Herod. Of course, that's where the king would be born. And so they checked in at the palace. 
But King Herod didn't know anything about this new king. And we find out from the scriptures that King Herod was not a very good king. In fact, he was a very evil and perverted man. And he did understand the importance of these, these wise men, though, and he recognized that, that they had seen something. And if they said they saw something, then he took it very seriously. So the king withdrew from meeting with the wise men from the Magi, and he met with his own advisors and asked them about where the Messiah would be born. What did the scriptures say? Well, his, his advisors said that the scriptures, and I believe this is out of the, uh, the uh, minor prophet Micah, says that it's going to be in Bethlehem, that the, uh, the baby, the Messiah, would be born in Bethlehem. So Herod came back into the, the meeting with the wise men, with the Magi from Babylon, and he passed this information on to them. He said, listen, go to Bethlehem. Find this new baby. Find this new royal child. Find this Messiah. And then let me know so that I might come and pay my respects as well. But the scriptures tell us that Herod actually intended to kill the baby. He wasn't going to take any chances that a Messiah might have entered the world who would take the throne from him or from his own family. So Matthew then wrote this. He said, After the, the wise men had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star, here's the star again, that they had seen in the east, now went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. How fascinating that the star actually indicated the house where, where the baby Jesus was at. And when it says, when they saw the star, they were overjoyed. This star led them right to the house where Jesus and his family were. So the wise men, I'm still reading here, entered the house where the child and his mother Mary were, and they fell down before him and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasure chest and gave Jesus gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. So clearly, the, 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 the magi, the wise men, understood that this was no ordinary baby. They would have, have been directed, they'd been directed his way by a supernatural sign in the sky, a supernatural star. You know, there were numerous prophecies that had been fulfilled at Jesus' birth. And, and the wise men, as we said, they had done their research. They, they realized this, and they worshipped him. They presented him with, with gifts. This gives us an idea of how important they, they realized that Jesus is. When the Magi were ready to leave, however, they did not report back to Herod. God spoke to them in a dream not to return to Jerusalem. God was protecting the baby. Instead, the wise men just got on their camels and started across the desert for home. Now, after this star guided the wise men to where the baby Jesus was, it was never referred to again. The star had done its job. It had pointed the way to Jesus. And even though this special star would never be heard from again, catch this, Jesus is referred to as the light of the world. Uh, John says this in his gospel, The light shines through the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. The one who is the true light, who gives light to everyone, has come into the world. So this Christmas, as you're 
putting your tree up, or maybe you've already put it up, and you're getting ready to put that beautiful star on your tree, now you know what it represents. It represents the star who, first of all, led the wise men to where the baby Jesus was, but it also represents Jesus himself. Why don't you take some time to explain that to what your, to, to your children? Help them to understand what it represents. Helping them to understand the significance of the star will go very far to helping them understand the true meaning of Christmas. And of course, we all know that Christmas is about family and sharing and creating memories, giving and receiving gifts, spending time with those we love. But really, first and foremost, as we've seen from this story, Christmas is about Jesus. And at that first Christmas, God sent a special star to guide the Magi to the baby Jesus. But the beauty of it is, God's light is still shining through Jesus, drawing people to himself. Christmas is such a wonderful time to reflect on that light. You know, this time of the year, people's hearts are, are soft towards the gospel. They're the, the idea of, you know, goodwill towards men and, 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 and people just seem a little even nicer at Christmas. Now, you may not believe that trying to find a parking space at the mall, but it just seems like people just, are, are, their, their, their hearts are softer, they smile more, there's just a willingness to, uh, you know, wish cheer and goodwill to, to those around them. And, you know, this is the time to reflect on the light of Jesus and to... Um, you know, really, if, if we'll let him, allow God to put his light in us as well. And, you know, as Christians, as believers, as those who follow Jesus, what a great time of the year to share his love and to share his light with others. Who knows, maybe you'll be a star that will lead somebody to Jesus as well. Well, I'd love to hear your thoughts as you're getting ready for Christmas. What are you putting on top of your Christmas tree? You putting a star? You putting a hat? You putting a dinosaur? What are you putting on top of your Christmas tree? I'd love to hear from you. Go to davidspell.com and uh, leave me a question or comment. And uh, make sure while you're there, you sign up to get my free newsletter so we can stay in touch. And before I wish you a Merry Christmas, I'm going to wish you a Happy Thanksgiving because that is the holiday we're going to be celebrating very soon.